May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his only Son, the promised Savior, Jesus the Christ. This will be a different style of sermon on this final Sunday of Advent. I'm going to offer you five brief reflections this morning. As you know, we've been singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel since December 3rd, but only the first stanza as our Advent canticle. In the next 15 or so minutes, we will sing the remaining six stanzas. So please reach forward or next to you and do take the Lutheran service book in hand and turn to hymn number 357. And I'll also add this, if possible, make sure you have a pen or pencil in hand. That's for a little bit later. As you open the hymnal, please look first at the right hand side, people God dearly loves. This hymn is only 300 years old. Only? Right? I'll explain a little bit more. Here are seven short prayers. They are antiphons because from the early 8th century, they were used before and after the singing of Mary's Magnificat in the Vespers, the evening service. And they were prayed or sung in the last full week of Advent, in the seven days before Christmas Eve. They are called the great O antiphons because each one begins with a vocative O. That means an O calling out to our Lord and calling him by one of seven names found in Scripture. And yes, of course, there are many, many more names for God in his word, but these were chosen We don't know when or by whom or where because they have a common theme. They all point to Jesus as the promised and sent and returning Messiah. Each antiphon is a prayer. Each begins by calling upon the Son by using one of those divine names and asking him to do what that name means. Notice, though, that the hymn takes the seventh antiphon and makes it the first. So since we've been singing to Emmanuel all Advent, this is what we now pray to him. On the right-hand side, let's speak the antiphon for December 23rd. O Emmanuel, the anointed for the nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. Jesus is Emmanuel. That was his name spoken first by and through the prophet Isaiah. That was the name spoken to Joseph by an angel in a dream. God is with us to set his people, his captive people free. God is with us also as wisdom and Lord, as root and key, as light and king. Join me now in singing stanzas two and three of the hymn. Yeah. 
O come, thou wisdom from on high. Look to the right side at the O Antiphon for December 17th, and please pray with me. O wisdom, proceeding from the mouth of the Most High, pervading and permeating all creation, mightily ordering all things, come and teach us the way of prudence. Isaiah 11, verse 2, begins by declaring, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom. Jesus is wisdom. He is the way and the truth and the life. And when Jesus appears, he brings a renewal of fallen creation. He is the new Adam. He makes all things new. And the salvation he brings means this. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. O come, O come, thou Lord of might, we sang in stanza three. Now we'll pray together the antiphon for December 18th. O Adonai, and ruler of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the burning bush and gave him the law of Sinai, come with an outstretched arm and redeem us. Adonai is not Latin, it is Hebrew. It's one of God's common titles in the Old Testament. This holy name has been borrowed and placed into the mouths and the hearts of God's holy and praying people. Both the hymn stanza and the antiphon take us back to Exodus 3, where the Lord appears to Moses in a burning bush, and also to Exodus 20, also on Mount Sinai, where God speaks his covenant word to and through Moses. But another mountain is even more important, the mountain on which our Lord stretched out his innocent arms to redeem us and rescue us. Let's now sing stanzas four and five. from Jesse's tree. So who is Jesse? He's the father of David, the one in today's Old Testament reading, Israel's greater king. But a greater king will take the throne. 
a king who is of the house and lineage of David. Now pray with me the antiphon for December 19th. O root of Jesse, standing as before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, come quickly to deliver us. Now wait. This antiphon calls the promised Messiah, calls our Lord Jesus, the root of Jesse. Which is it? Is he the branch or the root? Or is he both? He is the root because he is the source of Jesse's line. He is also the shoot, which becomes the branch growing from the stump of Jesse. Ultimately, he is the ruler of all nations, silencing every other king, And Jesus is the one who reigns wearing a crown of thorns at Golgotha. He reigns as king of kings. Stanza five of the hymn calls out to Jesus as the key of David. Join me in praying the antiphon for December 20th. O key of David and scepter of the house of Israel. Our Lord is the key who opens the gate to justification, and no one can close this gate. It is done. It is finished. But he is also the key that closes in judgment all who deny their sins and guilt and boast of their own righteousness. Ah, but Jesus is stronger than death and brings his saving light into the darkness of our world and the darkness of our lives. Now we'll sing stanzas six and seven of the hymn. Dayspring is another way to say dawn. Jesus is the bright morning star who signals and begins a new day. So let's pray the antiphon for December 21st. O oh, dayspring, splendor of light everlasting. 
Come and enlighten those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Darkness and light are key themes from the beginning to the end of Scripture. I wonder, is it a coincidence or a God incidence, as Gidge Gidge Trot taught me to say, that the church prays this antiphon on the shortest and darkest day of the year? Yet this is what we will hear from John 1 tomorrow morning. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Will you now pray the antiphon for December 22nd? O King, The hymn stanza calls Jesus the desire of the nations and hides his name in the last phrase. Our Lord is the King. He is the King of peace and more. He is the great ruler we long for, to win for us and to call us into his kingdom of grace. And still more, he is sadly the stone the builders rejected. But Jesus has made the strong and lasting cornerstone. And there's a final image. We too are formed out of clay, as were Adam and Eve, for we are common, ordinary, not special at all. We are unable to make ourselves loved or lovable. But we are saved by the one who didn't build a house, but was the house, the dwelling, the tent among us, who shared our human flesh, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary, the Lord's servant. I'm now going to ask our organist to play the melody of the stanza and refrain one more time. We will not sing. You may look and read part of the hymn. You may read one or more of the antiphons and reflect on the good news that Jesus, our Emmanuel, is and brings. If you have that pen or pencil, take it in hand right now. You see, I did not tell you something when I began these reflections. The O antiphons were first written and spoken and sung in Latin. Yes, we're thankful that they've been translated into English and many other languages. But here's something else I didn't tell you. The antiphons have a code in them. This is how it works. You start with the last antiphon and work toward the front. So pen or pencil, if you will. You take the first Latin letter of the name for Jesus and begin to build an acrostic. Emmanuel is the E. 
R is next from Rex, which is king. O is Oriens, which follows for the day spring or the dawn. C is Clavis, the key, the key of David. R is Radix, the root of Jesse. Adonai, A, is for the Lord. And Sapientia is Latin, the S, for wisdom. Now, if you wrote them down, this is what they spell. Arrow, cross. It's two words. And it means, tomorrow I will be, or I will come tomorrow. Tomorrow is today. Not just because this last Advent morning will turn into Christmas Eve, but tomorrow is today because today is the day of salvation. We'll gather this afternoon or this evening to watch Mary and Joseph trudge into Bethlehem to see them finally given a quiet and private place to rest, for there is no room for them in an inn. And we'll watch, or perhaps really listen, for that night of labor pains, of panting and breathing, sweating and pushing until, with a perfect squall, a child is born. Emmanuel comes. God is with us. The exile, the long and lonely exile is over. God is with captive Israel, with prisoners, to set us free by our Redeemer's life and death and resurrection. So Israel, the new Israel, the church, rejoices that tomorrow is today. Our Savior is born. And on an unknown tomorrow, glorious Emmanuel will return and gather his people, and the rejoicing will never end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.